Hello and welcome to Wake Up, Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. Hello, this is Andrea Holman with Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I am so glad you are here with me today. I have got a great story to share with you. This episode today is called, Where's the Boat? Now, I have a really funny story for this. So, when my husband and I first met, I found out pretty quickly that his dad loves to scuba dive. He goes on many trips throughout the year, and that's one of the things he loves to do. Well, I grew up on the Tennessee River, and I love anything to do with the water, pretty much. Although Jaws, the movie, had me scared to death of the ocean, right? I never wanted to go around the ocean too much. I'd put my feet in, and then that was pretty much it. Well, after we had dated for a while, we decided that we were all going to go to the Bahamas. And while I was there, I was going to get certified to scuba dive. Then I would be able to join them on a couple of final dives before we left vacation and came back home. So after I get my dive certification while I'm down there, which in and of itself was hilarious because every time I would go to jump off the boat, I would scream at the instructor, just look one more time. Just look one more time, please. Make sure there's no sharks. Make sure, look this way. Look to me, look this way and make sure there's no sharks. So she looked, and God love her, I finally got through that whole process, and I'm sure she was about ready to let me drown at at some point so that I would stop asking her if there were any sharks nearby. This, of course, is all happening, and unbeknownst to me, my soon-to-be mother-in-law is standing up on the boat just pacing back and forth saying, come on, Andrea, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Now, this is special because my mother-in-law does not like to be in the water of the ocean or a lake where she can't really see down in there. She doesn't like any of the fish and things to be able to come up and touch her or get her. So her on the boat pacing, giving me positive encouragement when I couldn't hear her, That was a feat all by itself to get her out in the middle of the ocean on a boat for me. So that was a lot of fun to find out later that she was doing that up there. I have to tell you, I did see a shark on my very last dive for certification. I reacted very differently than I thought I would. It approached, and it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. So graceful, so incredible in the water as they float by and kind of, you know, go by and check you out. He was pretty far off, but you could see, and you had to be very aware of everything going on down there around you as you were trying to read your gear, check your pressure gauges, make sure you have enough oxygen, and just be able to tell where you are in the ocean. So, 
when I saw the shark, it was very breathtaking and something I will never forget. Fast forward a couple of days, and I'm actually on the first official dive with the family. Now, before I share with you exactly what happened to me when I was under the water on the official dive, I need to take a moment and let you know that my soon-to-be in-laws, my soon-to-be husband and brother-in-law, they have been diving for quite a while, all except my mother-in-law. She, she will not dive. But the rest of the guys had been diving for a long time. My father-in-law was a dive master, so that takes a lot of practice, a lot of dives, a lot of experience. I did my training with him, actually, in one of our local pools in Ohio where we live. So they have had a lot of experience. They have went on a dive and came back up, and the boat was gone. They had to be rescued. They have ran into many different types of sharks, animals, fish, eels, sea snakes, seahorses, they have seen and done a lot of things, okay? Me, a little Tennessee girl who grew up on the Tennessee River, has not so much done those things. I've seen snakes and fish, but never anything that was monstrous enough that could potentially eat you eh, or kill you for the most part, unless you count a few water moccasins and some rattlesnakes. So, we are going on the dive. This is the first dive with me and my future husband, Luke underwater and I am thinking wow he is so cool here he is snorkeling next or not snorkeling next to me I'm sorry he hates to snorkel diving next to me we're gonna go down and this is so romantic and it's so incredible now we go out on the boat and they are giving you the safety talk okay the safety talk consists of what do you do with your gauges your weight distribution in the water, buoyancy in the water, and making sure you're floating in the water correctly. It also consists of what do you do in case there is an emergency. If something happens, they give the symbol for asking where the boat is underwater. And it's like you're putting your hands in the water and you would be scooping up water from your sink and splashing it up on your face except for you're not splashing up water. You're putting your hands together, your palms, and putting it in the shape of a boat, and you're saying to someone under the water, where's the boat? Where's the boat? So they'll point you in the direction to the boat. So we're under the water. We're floating along. It's beautiful. My father-in-law is into taking pictures. He's doing this. He turns around. He snaps some pictures of Luke and I, so we have pictures of our first official dive together. Really super cute and romantic, right? Still loving this whole thing. All of a sudden, we come up over top of this coral head. And, you know, you have your fins on. They're swooping behind us. And I swooped my fin backwards. And I guess with the drag force of the fin, I come forward. And something happens. Something happens that is very painful. And I have no idea what it is. I don't know what has happened. I don't know if someone has stabbed me, if I have been bitten by a shark, if an eel has gotten me. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that I'm in pain. I look down to my leg. I don't see any blood. So I'm like, okay, well, that's probably not a shark bite. We're good. That's one positive. Yay for me. Then all of a sudden, the pain starts to spread and I start to scratch it. Can I just say that was not a good idea? And it was not covered in the safety talk on the boat. What to do in case something gets a hold of you and hurts really, really bad. They did not mention that. So I'm scratching. 
I'm trying to catch up with Luke and hit him on the, the back, and he turns around, he's looking at me, and I'm like, my hands are out in front of me like, oh, my God, and my face, my eyes are all big, and then I'm going down, and I go to scratch my leg, and he knows what's happened. He just can't tell me what's happened. So he hits my hand, and he said, stop with his hands, like, don't scratch, and I'm like, but it hurts, and he's saying no, and I go for the one thing I could remember from the safety talk, which is, where's the boat? I want to know, where's the boat? I have the symbol. My hands are doing a symbol. Where is the boat? And I'm putting my hands together like this. If you can hear it, it's going boom, boom, like this. I am like, I want to know where the boat is right now. So he's like pointing, 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 and I'm like, fine. So I'm getting over, and I'm getting over. Now, keep in mind also another safety precaution is when you are 60 feet under the water, you must come up slowly. There is a reason for this because you do not want to rush to the top of the surface and basically blow your lungs up, okay? You um, can get really bad sick with uh, compression sickness and things. So you have to go up the rope. You have to go up hand over hand over hand, and you can only go up so many feet per minute. So I'm in pain, and I do not know what has happened to me. I'm having a major emergency, but I do keep the presence of mind to know that I do have to go up slow. And I'm just going up, going up, going up. As I look down, because I have looked around a couple times, I'm in the water going up by myself, and I'm like, okay, there could be a shark out here. You know, okay, this could be bad. And I happen to look back down towards the bottom to see where everybody at and if Luke is actually following me up the rope, which by the way, I have to say that my wonderful fiance, the romantic man that he is, was not following me up the rope. He's like, I paid for this dive. I'm getting my full air supply out of this thing. Like I am, it is all good, honey. You're going to make it up to the top of the boat. You're going to be good. They're going to take care of you. It's all fine. He was not concerned except for the fact of me getting up the rope safely, right? Because he knew when I got there, they were going to take care of it because he knew what had happened. I did not. <laughs> And you really can't talk under the water too much, okay? That's why you go for hand signals. There were a few hand signals that came to mind, but I knew that the only one that was going to help me at that moment was where's the boat. So that's why I went with that one. Now, that was in my bad day, so don't judge me. Anyway, I see Luke there towards the bottom of the rope watching me go up, and he's waving his hands in the air like trying to get my attention. So I finally realized that then he's pointing over at something and to my left, okay? All of a sudden, I see something that I never wanted to see in the water in my entire life because of another story that happened while my aunt and uncle were on vacation, and they told me the story. It scared me to death. That's the root cause of my fear. I see off to my left side a giant barracuda. Now, if you don't know anything about barracudas, you need to know that these things are lightning fast. You blink and you could be attacked and not even know what hit you. I literally froze and just was like, oh my God, this is not good. This is not good because I was still quite a ways down underneath the Barracuda. And they love shiny things. And oh, by the way, did I tell you, I have an entire shiny tank on the back of me attached to my body. I was not in a good position. 
So, I'm going up, continuing to go slowly, and I am just start praying, and I'm like, please, God, please, God, please do not let this barracuda attack me. That is the last thing I want. I get to the top of the rope. I could not get out of the water, on the ladder, into the boat fast enough. I mean, I, it was like walking on water. I get on the boat. None of my people are with me because everyone else is scuba diving. I start stripping off my tank and my gear and my weights and all the stuff, and I'm like, burn, 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 and I run in towards the uh, first mate of the boat, and he's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know what it is. Something happened. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. It's itchy. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It's burning. And they're like, oh, okay. And they started spraying vinegar on it. Come to find out, I learned that I have been stung by fire coral. Now, if you've never been stung by fire coral, A, good for you, okay? Good for you. If you have, you know the amount of excruciating pain that I was in. And I had no clue what it was, okay? So the whole time, I am under the water trying to get out safely, have no idea what's going on. I don't know when I get to the top of the boat that all they have to do is squirt vinegar on it. And, oh, by the way, if you don't have vinegar, you can always have somebody pee on it, and that will work as well. And I was willing to do anything. I will tell you right now, and if you're ever in that position, so will you. Do anything to get out of the pain. But thank God they had vinegar. I was able to get that taken care of. I still have a scar to this day. This is over 20 years ago that this was going on. So it is a wonderful, hilarious story. I have many others, but that's the one that I wanted to talk to you about today. When Luke got up on the boat, he was just crying laughing because of course after he knew I was okay he's like I knew what it was I just couldn't tell you because it's not like we can talk and then I said yeah well you're lucky that I could remember the where's the boat sign because you were going to get some other signs and signals for me if I could not have gotten out of that water fast enough this has not deterred me from scuba diving either we have not dove in close to 20 years We would love to go back again, but we just have had other things on our plate since the birth of our children, and one day we will get back because it's a lot of fun. We have been to Hawaii. We've been to the uh, Caribbean. It's been interesting, and every time it never fails, something happens with me. I either throw up underwater. We figure out how to deal with that. That happened in Hawaii at a 90-foot shipwreck dive. In Jamaica, we went scuba diving and found dead lobsters in Hawaii was separated from Luke and my brother, who was scuba diving at the time with us there. And I came over a coral head, this big, huge eel, extended out of its hole where he was living, and I had almost reached my hand into the hole. That would not have been good. I pushed myself back off of the coral head and got away as quickly as I could. (laughs) We left that dive, and I went to purchase gloves so I would have them on in case something else happened to me while I was under the water. I have had quite the adventures scuba diving. But I think about this situation I was in while scuba diving in the Bahamas and the crazy faith it took for me to go into the water being terrified of sharks and barracuda with this breathing apparatus on that humans made. What could go wrong? And I have this crazy faith that everything is going to be okay and that everything is going to work appropriately and I'm going to be fine. Without blinking, I just dive in, even through the fear. So there's all these things that I'm willing to gamble and risk with going in to have this incredible experience to be able to dive under the water and see these wonderful, crazy things I've seen on National Geographic my entire life. There's a risk I'm willing to take. And as I think about that, I 
think back to Peter. As he was in the boat, there was a major storm going on. And all of a sudden, he sees somebody out on the water. Now, I'm sure he's thinking that's not possible. He might have even rubbed his eyes like, am I dreaming? What is going on? All of the disciples are afraid because they think it's a spirit. They all cry out in fear. And the Lord says, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Can you imagine seeing something so impossible, humanly impossible, trying to come to terms with the fact of how in the world is he walking on the water? Why isn't he drowning at this moment? All of these things humanly running through his mind. And yet there Jesus was standing on the water, walking across the sea to him. And I have to say, this gets me so excited because I am just in amazement at this point in time of Peter and the other disciples. I cannot believe the other disciples did not think to do what he did. It is amazing to me, and I can completely see me doing this. Peter answered Jesus and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, being Jesus, come. So Peter got out of the boat. He stepped out of the boat. In total faith, he stepped out of the boat. And I love the song, The Voice of Truth by Casting Crowns. It speaks to the very soul of me. And the first verse is, what kind of faith it takes to step out of the boat I'm in. I would step out of the boat time and time again. I know I would. But the crazy thing to me is that we talk about then the faith that it takes not just to step out, but also the faith it takes to continue on because Peter falls. He starts to fall in the water. And what does Jesus say? He says, oh, ye of little faith. How many times have we been there? How many times have we been in the storm and we see Jesus? We, we hear his voice. We feel his presence. We have that moment and we say, I have the faith, and I'm going to step out of the boat I'm in, and I'm going to step into the storm, into the crashing waves, and I'm going to come toward you, Jesus. I'm going to come. And we step out, and then we falter. We hesitate. We get fearful. And Peter, he wasn't even afraid of the things in the ocean. Maybe he hadn't seen half of the things in the ocean that I had seen and I knew about before I dove off the boat to go scuba diving for the first time. But he had Jesus. How much more faith do you need? You see him walking on the water, coming across the sea to you. And the whole point of this story is that we should look for Jesus and keep looking at Jesus. Peter saw the wind, and he was afraid. He began to sink, and he cried out. And Jesus took a hold of him and saved him. But at least he had the faith to get out of the boat. Are you still stuck in the boat? Are you still asking where's the boat because it's safe? That's where I wanted to be when I got hurt, when I was afraid, when I had no idea what was happening to me at the bottom of the ocean, 60 feet down, no other way to breathe except for this tube that was attached to me that a man made, and I'm hoping that it doesn't fail as I'm going through this emergency situation, the storm of fear that was rising up inside of me. I became distracted. And when we become distracted and take our eyes off of Jesus, fear can take hold and sink us like a rock. Our faith is simply taking the next step. You know, Peter took the step to get out of the boat, and he was doing fine when he was focused on 
Jesus. Our faith unleashes supernatural power that God puts in us. Fear will sink you faster than anything. When you're in the storm and you are looking and you're saying to yourself, where's the boat? Where is the boat? If you can take a moment and just pause, and I am not good at this either, so I am not about to judge anybody. This is an area for me that I struggle with. We have faced many health issues and scares with our children, and it takes me to a place of fear. It really does. So it's something that I work on a lot, trying to focus on my faith in God to get me through. I would encourage you that in the storm, when you are looking for the boat and you really want to be on the boat, try to remember the faith that it took to step out first. Try to remember the point of why you stepped out. What was it that God called you to do that made you step forward? What was it that he placed in your heart that he planted in you that called you and made you step out in faith because that's what you will have to remember and you will have to stay focused on God in order to bring that to fruition. It's not that we can't be on the boat with God because there are going to be wonderful times of you feeling safe and everything feeling secure in your comfort zone. However, if you find yourself in a situation, a storm, in fear sinking to the bottom, and you start saying to yourself, where's the boat? Make sure to remember your faith in the things that Jesus has saved you from in the past. Jesus spoke of Peter's little faith. This means that he was even capable of greater faith, sustained faith, as long as he was focused on Jesus. But the disciples who were left in the boat apparently had no faith. You can choose to stay in the boat or you can choose to step out of the boat. I, for one, choose to jump out of the boat any chance I get and take off running. I am so encouraged by the comments and the feedback and the love and encouragement that I receive from you all on a weekly basis. I love you. I hope that you are doing well, that you're healthy that you're safe, that you're growing your relationship with God and with others during this time. I hope you enjoyed my funny story today. We always have a good laugh about it every time we talk about the stories that I have been through on scuba diving. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful week. And as always, be you, because I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow to find their wake-up-take-a-minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands@gmail.com. at gmail.com.